Hey guys, welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Philly vs. the World, presented by WHIP Podcasts. After our most recent episode, Episode 26, we weren't quite sure if there was ever going to be another episode of this podcast, you know, because John and Chris had both graduated, moved back home, uh, they both have jobs, John is a uh, sales consultant, and Chris is an audio video producer, uh, where else but, but New York, of course, Chris. Uh, but after months away from the mic, Super Bowl week was upon us. Uh, we decided that it was well worth an impromptu episode, uh, the start of season three. Uh, we're not sure if this will beckon more episodes in the future, uh, what we're going to do with the podcast, uh, but certainly stay tuned and follow us on Twitter at Philly versus the world underscore. Uh, that's Philly versus the world underscore for any information about upcoming episodes in the near future. And now, here's Drew Bishop, John Eliano, and Chris Kofsky for our Super Bowl 54 preview special on Philly vs. the World. Enjoy. Hello and welcome into Philly vs. the World, Season 3, Episode 1, after quite a long hiatus. Here for our Super Bowl preview special, I'm Drew Bishop, hosting today in the stead of Chris Kofsky, Cross, <coughs> Chris Kofsky, because both Chris and John have gone on to live their adult lives in their own worlds, and I am left here alone at college. I got held back, so holding down the fort today. Got Chris and John on the line. How are you guys doing? Not so bad, not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I've, I've been better, but, you know, hanging on. We got, you know, Super Bowl 54 coming up this Sunday. Pretty excited for that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know the scene from Billy Madison, you know, when Adam Sandler grabs the kid, you know, in high school or, or it's elementary school. He says, stay here as long as you can. Never leave. True. If I could see you right now, I would grab your face and tell you that about staying in college and not coming into the adult life. Stay there as long as you can. Chris, Chris, he needs a chubbier face for you to do that, though. What'd you say? He needs a chubbier face for you to grab his face. You think, I mean, yeah, maybe he's putting on some weight out there. Yeah, I've been a little depressed. A little depressed, eating a lot of chicken tendies, you know. (laughs) We don't know what's going on with Drew when we're not there. Yeah. Maybe he's 21 in a few years, maybe, you know. Yeah. Getting ready for that, you know? Yeah, I've got gotten into some drugs. What are you turning 21 in four years, right? <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm actually 14 right now, not 17. Oh, damn. Okay. Man, I can tell. We're not even a minute into this podcast, and I can already tell you guys are going to have to learn how to take turns on the mic, on the phone right there. Dude, I know. You know what, Chris? Anytime Drew asks a question, I'll let you, the lady... Go first, and then I'll just go after you. Man, I was confused. I was confused of what was going on. I heard some silence, so I was just like, "All right, this is the most awkward thing. I, I knew this was gonna happen." So I'm like, "I'm gonna go for it." But of course, once I start talking, you start talking. There you go. Okay, you know. What, what I myself first. All right, so now we go. We establish this in pre-production meetings. Who talks first? Yeah. Yeah. Drew. Drew's a terrible producer. He took over my role. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get rough. It's gonna get rough. But as producer, let's move on. A little bit too much banter. You know, you guys gotta save your breath for the rest of the show. This is our Super Bowl preview special, Super Bowl fifty four. We decided, you know, it was worth breaking the hiatus, coming back, taking our our best podcast spot from uh, the Philly Focus podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say the the main reason we're back is this is like, you know, when you know, you got your ex girlfriend. And, and then, you know, she did something like real routine. You try, you know, you try to, you try to sleep with your their friend in a little revenge. This is a little revenge podcast, you know. You know, people are people are trying to say, you know, we're out. No, we're not. We're not out. We just, you know, we moved on to bigger and better things. You know, we'll just come back and just, you know, just we'll say something about it. Because guess what? We're back, and now all your listeners are just going to come back to us. That's just how it goes, right? That's just how it goes, right, John? Absolutely. Uh, Enough with banter crap. Let's just get it going. All right. Let's just get it going. As I was saying, this is our Super Bowl preview special. But with the events that have occurred in the past week, it would be a shame if we could not talk about the legacy of the great Kobe Bean Bryant guys. You know, I know that just like just like me when I first heard the news, 
you know, we were in denial. Chris was in denial for even longer than John and I were. We were texting about it. Um, you know, Chris is saying, no, 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 this can't be real. TMZ's fake, all this and all that. Um, I kind of just wanted to ask you guys, you know, what's, what's, that, what's that moment, what's that impacting imprint that Kobe Bryant left on your lives, you know, whether it be watching games when he was a kid or, you know, just yelling Kobe, throwing a p- piece of paper into a trash can, right? What is one thing that you're really going to take from what Kobe left behind and, and move on with it forward and, and remember him for? Well, you know, for me, you know, I, I, I'm not as big as a basketball fan as you, Drew, or, you know, as John, but, you know, Kobe Bryant was just kind of part, you know, part of your childhood growing up. I mean, it, it, it's kind of ironic because you think about this, you know, Derek Jeter gets into a Hall of Fame. You know, even though me being a Mets fan, me being in the New York area, you know, two guys, that, you know, two athletes you kind of always referred to or looked up to were kind of were the biggest ones on the, on, on, on the spectrum for you, or at least me growing up, were Kobe Bryant and Derek Jeter. So, you know, it, it just it just feels weird, man. You know, obviously I'm not a Lakers fan. You know, I, I, Kobe just, you know, all the accolades he had, all, all the things he's accomplished. You know, you, we lost a legend in the, in the in, not even in basketball, just in sports in general. If you're a sports fan... You know, whether you love the NBA, you don't really care about it. You, you lost a legend in the sports world. I mean, just looking right now at all these young players, not just in the NBA, but Aaron Rodgers in the NFL, you know, Patty Mahomes, all these athletes just tweeting about what Kobe Bryant meant to them in their own way. He didn't just impact the game of basketball. He impacted fans and athletes throughout all sports. And it's just a big figure that we lost at a young age. And, you know, I saw someone tweet the other day, we'll never get to see the Kobe Bryant Hall of Fame speech. You know, that that, that, that is something that's going to be, you know, really just upsetting because I, I guarantee you his speech would have been probably one of the best ever. A very vocal leader, you know, great competitor who represented in you know, a game of basketball really well and what it took to be a competitor. Mm-hmm. Chris, I completely agree. A legend of his own, uh, an icon, not only an icon in the United States, but an icon in the world. Like China, he was the most beloved player, even more beloved than Yao Ming, yeah. some would say. And not only... Not only was he a legend in China, the U.S., but even my family's home country, Italy. As we know, he grew up in Italy for a little mm-hmm. bit there. His dad was playing professionally in Italy, and then during that time, Kobe Bryant, he learned the Italian language, became fluent in Italian. And honestly, I hate to say this, but he knows more Italian than I do. <laughs> and it's crazy because once I found that out, I was always a big Kobe fan, but I hated him at the same time because he wasn't on my team. And I think that's the ultimate compliment that you can yeah. pay to an athlete. But when I found out that he was fluent in Italian, he was from the Philadelphia area, just 30 minutes away from where I'm standing right now, I couldn't help but appreciate him and the greatness he had. But the very end of his career, towards the end, and even after his basketball career with him winning an Oscar and doing all these great things with his family, I just became more of a fan of Kobe Bryant just because you could tell, like we think of these athletes as just athletes. We sometimes forget that they are human. And with Kobe, we often forgot about that during his career. But seeing him be human off the court was so refreshing. And it is truly a tragedy to see him go away. And I, I'm still in shock about what happened. And I think we are, we all are in disbelief that he's gone and he'll never be back. But the best thing we could do right now is just have him in spirit and keep him in our uh, memories, you know? Right. Absolutely. And I, I really agree with you guys. Uh, I'm with you, John, on the refreshing part, you know, ending his career and the stuff that he did after from the films to the stuff we saw with his family, obviously, rest in peace, Gianna Bryant as well. Uh, what I think was so cool about that was that Kobe was the bridge for us, especially for like me and you guys, was the bridge between MJ and LeBron. And he wasn't just a bridge. He was, you know, Kobe, LeBron, and Michael Jordan all share this one characteristic where they they are all icons of the sport in their own right because of how they played it, how they conducted themselves, and just how ferocious they were they were as competitors and are as now presently LeBron James is. And what I think was really cool about Kobe, we talk about after his career was Michael is much more of a of a reclusive person, you know, when he's retired. You know, obviously still in the sport as an owner, 
But, you know, it, it's tough to get a quote on MJ. It's tough to get an interview on this guy. It's tough to see him, what he's really up to other than his business ventures. But with Kobe Bryant, it's almost like we got more of him as the basketball started to to go away from him. As he started to distance himself from professionally playing, we really got to look inside at his life and you know, one of the pioneers of basketball. And that's why it, 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 it's so it's so crazy because him and LeBron just have this link. That's why it was so, the timing of this death was so odd because, you know, if LeBron passed Carl Malone or Kareem, that, w- that would have been great. That they're one, number one and number two on the all-time scoring list. It would have been monumental. But Kobe and LeBron just have that linkage because Kobe passed the torch to LeBron from the 2000s to the 2010s. And, you know, we know they're friends off the court. But on the court, they both really carried that legacy of the 2000s and really what is my childhood and your guys' childhood of great basketball. You know, they pioneered that great basketball. And LeBron, as he's ready in these next few years to pass on the torch to the next guy, whoever that may be, you know, this is, this is, you know, this is an even bigger deal because of that. And, yeah, no, absolutely. And I just think it was so cool that, we got the opportunity to, to see those two interact right before Kobe's death. And I, I, I just, just all the points that you guys made that have been made, you know, we'll remember Kobe for, for everything that, that was great about him. All the, all the Sunday afternoons, I watched him on ABC at prime time. All the times I yelled Kobe throwing trash in a trash can, you know, that'll be his legacy. And that's, that's really special to me. It, it, it is really special. And one last thing before we switch over, I, I want to say that I, after seeing Kobe Bryant retire and knowing all the focus and all the energy he put into his basketball career and how hard he worked, the work ethic that we've all been hearing about these last couple of days, I thought he was going to be the player that once basketball was out of his life, that once he retired from the game, stepped away, I thought he was going to be one of those players that had that was struggle being away from the game. Right. I had no idea he would thrive so well, probably better than anyone who has retired from the game yeah. than Kobe Bryant. I thought he was going to be a guy that might be able to come back. If LeBron did go to L.A. at that point, maybe Kobe's going to come back because he loves the game that much. He wants to play with LeBron. But no, that's the best part about Kobe. He gave it his all on the court, had nothing else to give. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate, ultimate price of being a true competitor. And, oh, boy, I, I miss him already, guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we'll remember him always. Uh, uh, great thoughts. Uh, definitely wanted to, to get by that, uh, say what we had to say about Kobe. But you guys ready to move on to the Super Bowl preview? Yep, let's do it. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. So, guys, we're going to start off with our Super Bowl preview. We're – Recording this on Tuesday afternoon, just five days before the Super Bowl. Want to ask you guys, just off the rip, we're going to get into to, you know the lines later. We're going to get into our rapid-fire questions. But let's start it off right here, right now. Who is winning Super Bowl 54, and why are they winning Super Bowl 54? Chris, ladies first. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I am going with Kansas City in this game, and I'm going to be honest with you. This game on paper... You know, looking at the stats, really digging into it, yes, it's going to be a good game. It should be a close game. And I'll tell you what, on Sunday when I found out this was the matchup, obviously, you know, when San Francisco was, you know, routing Green Bay, there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to pick Kansas City in this game. Doing some research today, though, I did realize how close they are ranking-wise on not only just defensively, but offensively. In fact, San Francisco's offense is numbered was number two in football with points per game at 29.9 points per game, okay? So, they were seventh, Kansas City. So, did we think about Patrick Mahomes and their high-quality Yeah, I know Mahomes is hurt, you know, missed some games, but you know, that's kind of just crazy to think about. But on the other side, I look at Kansas City's defense. The defense that, you know, struggled last year was probably one of the main reasons why they didn't really make it far, you know, to beat them to get to the Super Bowl. Their defense this season, I'm sorry, they're seventh with 19.2 points per game. I fucked up. That's, they are seventh in points per game on defense in the regular season. That's mm-hmm. seventh defensively. A team that struggled last year in defense. They're fifth offensively in 28.2 points 
you know, points per game on offense. This Kansas City team, they improved defensively. That's what it was going to need to take for them to get to the Super Bowl and to win it. Added Tyron Matthew, added Frank Clark. They are built for this. I think they're going to win this game. Would I be shocked if San Francisco won? No. A little bit surprised, yes, but I think, and I know we'll get into it, but I, I, I'll i save it for later when I, with my bull picks and I think, but I, I'm taking Kansas City in this game. I, I, I think this is the toughest matchup that can, San Francisco has faced. I don't know if I can say the same thing about Kansas City, but maybe, uh, maybe, but I think they've had some tougher opponents this regular season. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to pick the 49ers just because I, when I look at the matchups, the defensive line against the Chiefs' offensive line, the running game against a suspect Chiefs running defense, I got to go with the 49ers. And I hate that because I really slept on the 49ers this entire year. I did not expect them. Yeah, you did. You did. And I I was completely wrong about the 49ers. And I am rooting for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. As a lot of listeners would know that Chris and I are big Patrick Mahomes fans. But I am a huge fan of Andy Reid, and I think he deserves to win a Super Bowl. But unfortunately, I think Kyle Shanahan, he regrets the way he called the game against the Patriots when he was the Falcons' offensive coordinator, and he just stopped running the ball. There's no way he's not going to run the ball in this Super Bowl. I think he's just going to beat the Chiefs. And Or Drew, can I give a, a score already? Yeah, go for it. All right, so I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to go 54 to 37. Wow. Wow, that's a high-scoring game. They're going to score 54 with the with their ground game. How many how many touchdowns does touchdowns does Jimmy G throw in that game? One? I think he throws I think he throws 3 to be honest. Okay. I got I got to get my score before. for one thing, John. I know that you could think this Kansas City defense is a little suspect and they they they've showed reason why, but you know, last week they held Derrick Henry to 69 yards and a lot of people said you know, a lot of people at WHIP thought that if Derrick Henry had a good game, you know, that would be that, that Kansas City, you know, would have lose the game. Obviously, yeah. they held Henry in check, so that meant that this is why Kansas City is playing in the Super Bowl this week. But they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in a game to a single uh, running back since, since week 13. That was Josh Jacobs. So, you know, maybe earlier in the season, this, but they say, wow. I go a defense in, in, the, in the playoffs, they haven't stepping up and you know, yeah, Raheem Mostert, you're right. Seven out of his last eight games, he's had, you know, at least a touchdown. But he's only gone over 100 yards just twice in that span, too. So wow. you know, He went 200 yards last game, though. Yeah, he did. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and you're right, he did He did go 200 yards last game. But, I mean, could he, is he going to do that again? Odds are, you know, probably oh, no. not. Uh, but, but me, score, scoring prediction, I'm going with Kansas City 45 San Francisco, 38. Oh, wow. You guys got some high some high yeah, predictions. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like that stat I don't from... There's going to be any defense in this game, but we'll see. Wow. I like that stat and, from both, Chris. Both defenses, both, both defenses are not that bad, but, you know, oh. I, think that, I, I think that Kansas City is, is going to be able to, you know, kind of make movement on the San Francisco defense. I don't think they've faced a quarterback like Mahomes, and... And I think Jimmy G, I don't think he can win a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, but I do think he's capable of keeping them close within the shootout. So I, I, I do think that they're going to be throwing the ball. They're, they're down. But, but one point before I get to you, Drew, Drew I'm just, I just want to make that. You know, the last two games Kansas City has played, they fell behind 10 nothing to, to uh, Tennessee last week, 24 nothing to Houston last week. Now, if they do that this week against San Francisco, if they go down, 13 nothing, 17 nothing, 21 nothing, 23 nothing. Now, I think it'll be tough for them to come back. Where the last two weeks, I felt confident they were going to come back. Then I think this is where that running game from San Francisco could kick in. If they're up 20 nothing going into the second quarter, late second quarter, then I think Kansas City would be in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think it's a little different than the Titans. The Titans are much more predictable team. I think San Francisco is a lot sneakier and can run that clock down a lot better than, say, Houston or uh, the Titans were able to when they got that lead. Uh, I like that stat from you, Chris, about uh, Kansas City's defense not letting up a 100-yard rusher since week 13 against the Raiders. That's that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, it, it's really tough to say. I, I got to say, last week, guys, I had my moment where I said, you know, Patrick Mahomes has absolutely prove, proven himself at this point. 
and the hype is worth it at this point. I just wish the hype had started at this point instead of last year in like week six of the NFL season. But after winning a AFC championship game like that, you certainly got to give credit to Patrick Mahomes or credit is due. Win the Super Bowl or not, he's truly established himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the foot in the National Football League. Um, but I'm still picking the Niners. I'm still picking the Niners because Lord only knows I, I can't watch I can't watch Kansas City just run over each and every one of these teams that is just rushing three guys on, on on third down. Like the Sammy Watkins touchdown that puts him up 35-17 last week against the Titans. Mahomes has three rushers on him. He's just dancing around in the pocket. No problems at all. And at some point, that train's got to end. At some point, there's got to be a defensive coordinator that steps up and says, hey, let's put pressure on this guy and see what happens. And I think that they put pressure on Patrick Mahomes and really make him struggle. I really like, you know, and we'll get into MVP odds later, I kind of like Nick Bosa as a long-shot MVP-type candidate because this really could turn into that type of football game, like an a la, like Von Miller is the star of the Broncos' Super Bowl win, right? You know, I, I I could see it being something like that. Um, Drew, Drew, just just to interrupt that that Bosa and VP and don't get into that. You know, a lot of a lot of guys. Were, you know, I, I'm I'm working as a teacher at sports group. A lot of them have kind of said that kind of a you know a decent play if you think the four nineers are going to win. You got plus thirty five hundred. If you and obviously I'm not drafting the forty nineers, so I wouldn't want to waste my money on this. I would probably obviously have three dollars on Sammy Watkins to win the MVP or Tyron Matthew because I'm obviously backing the Chiefs, but, you know, if, if you guys both are backing the Niners in this game, dude, you're making a great point. I just wanted to say that that is, just, you know, that is a good thing, to, you know, if you were able to bet, I mean, John obviously is able to bet, just throw some money at Nick, Joe, um, Nick Bosa plus 3500 to win the, the MVP because I know they usually give it to the quarterbacks, but I think if San Francisco wins this game, it's not going to go to Jimmy G. Yeah, I personally, also, I want. I just want to air this out. While I pick the 49ers, I think Jimmy G is a bottom 15 quarterback, likely. I think Jimmy G has really benefited this year from the system that he's been in, from the, the type of team that he's played. And it doesn't just go for me, the, the eight pass attempts or the eight completions or whatever you want to call it in the NFC Championship game. It's just the idea that this is a kind of guy that I have not really seen win a football game for his team yet. So if it does come down to that and the Chiefs sell out on the run and San Francisco can't move and Jimmy G has to throw to, to win a game, you know, you're going to deal with the, the turnover situation. But as of now, I'm feeling a 35 to 27 Niners win. Uh, I think the Niners' drives are going to be are going to be very you know are very going to be very pinpoint. I think that when they get successful drives, those are going to be clock eater drives, like five six plus minutes. And I really think they're going to be able to bleed it down. It, this game won't be without fanatics. I I, I don't think it, or it's going to be. Uh, a type of game last season where you know you're snoozing on your couch with nachos on your chest. Um, it'll definitely be a game where Patrick Mahomes has a few highlight plays, uh, and you see some. You definitely have to see some turnovers for this game to happen. But I'm going 35 to 27, San Francisco. Before we move on, just make the point that we all we are all thinking then that was the game is going to go over 54 and a half points in this game. <laughs> all, 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 of our, all of our score predictions, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I hope. That happens, but yeah, I think I think fifty four and a half will be very very easy number because the, the point we're making, whoever leads this game, the other team is going to have to be throwing and throwing and throwing. And they have playmakers to you know kind of claw back in this game. That's why I think the the over might be an easy hit in this game. Mm-hmm. And I'm picking the forty nine because I think a defense and a run game travels really well. Yeah, and that's what they have. The Chiefs aren't really their identity is not to run the ball and to play good defense. It's just to go air rate on the offense, right? It's not, they're not known to have a stout defense and a strong running game, yeah. unlike the 49ers. So, and I've got to go with my gut, not my heart, and I'm going with the 49ers. And I have the 49ers getting 54 points on their own. Yeah. So I'm definitely yeah. thinking yeah. over, on mm-hmm. the over and under. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we'll, we'll get to some more of those betting nuggets uh, later on in the show. But I wanted to go with you guys. I just had a few uh, kind of rapid-fire questions. Uh, just give me a yes or no, and then give me maybe a 30-second explanation on why. Obviously, we'll start with uh, the lady, Chris, first. Yes. 
All right, uh, my first question for you guys, and we kind of get got into this a little bit with score predictions, but just going a little bit more. Who are you more confident in going into this game? The Chiefs' offense or the 49ers' defense? Kind of like an immovable object meets an unstoppable force in this situation. Well, I think you guys know. I'm gonna, this is obvious. I'm going to take the Chiefs' offense. I'm taking the Chiefs to win this game. Meaning that I think the Chiefs' offense is going to outperform the support of another defense, which has been you know, a top defense in the league, not only in the postseason, but you know, top 10 overall, top you know, in points allowed, you know, top in stopping the run. You know, stop, top and stop in the pass. The San Francisco defense has done everything well. They have kept the boxes. They have not faced a Patrick Mahomes yet. They haven't faced an Andy Reid team and a Chiefs team who's looking for redemption. I'm taking the Chiefs offense. I'm taking the Chiefs offense as well, even though I have the 49ers defense as a really good or really tough matchup for the Chiefs offense. I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. I just think that the defense of the 49ers. They're going to be able to get at least one to two turnovers, which will ultimately cost the Chiefs' offense. Mm-hmm, absolutely. John, you kind of stole my pick there. I picked the Niners as well, but I'm picking the Chiefs' offense. I think it's really clear we all picked the over because I think everyone is so scared to death of picking the under in a Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey ball game. It's just it's a really nasty offense, and it's an offense that you can almost guarantee is going to put points on the board no matter how stout the Niners are you know, the Chiefs and points just go together like nothing else. So, yeah, I'm more confident in the Chiefs' offense. I'd sooner see a collapse of the 49ers' defense than the Chiefs' offense, and that's me picking as a guy picking the Niners to win the Super Bowl. So, Real quick, I think the 49ers' run game is going to take up a lot of time and making sure Mahomes does not get on the field. So that's another way to play good defense as well. And here's the one question that I'm going to have about the 49ers' run game. You know, last week, yeah, Mostert went for over 200 yards. He had a lot of touchdowns, in a, in a short way to put it. And then think about the week before, where it was Kevin Coleman who ran for over 100 yards. This 49ers run game, they feed off of kind of not doing it with the same guy. So maybe one week, two weeks, one guy doesn't change his pace, then you come back with another guy. Kevin Coleman should be good to play this game. But let's not forget, just a few weeks ago, he dislocated, what, his shoulder it was on, on that fall. So, so I, I wonder if... Definitely. Definitely. Who's going to step up for that run game? All right, guys, let's move on to the next rapid-fire question. Let's get into the passing game. So we got two big-time tight ends facing off against each other in this game. So which tight end will have the more memorable performance when it's all said and done? Kittle or Kelsey? I'm going going with Kelsey in this game. Um, I think Kelsey is the number one tight end in football. I think Kittle's number two. I I really expect Kelsey to to show up in this game. I got him at plus. 100 to score touchdown any time, plus 230 for him to score and the Chiefs to win. I really feel confident that Kelsey's going to find the end zone in this game. Kittle might too, but I think Kelsey you know, is going to have a more impactful game for the Chiefs' victory than I expect. I'm also going to go with Kelsey, but I think the fact that Kittle is an excellent blocker, and obviously we all know by now that the 49ers run game is vital to their success. So I think Kittle's just an extra offensive lineman to have out there. But in terms of the passing game and a more memorable performance, I think it's going to be Kelsey, just because he also brings an enthusiasm to the game that's very interactive with the fans. Mm-hmm. John, you make, you make a good point about the, the Kittle, Kittle blocking. You know, I, I do think that Kelsey obviously going to have the better performance, but another MVP thing that we can get into later with the odds. I do mm-hmm. think that Kittle, though, if the 49ers win, have a better chance of getting an MVP over Kelsey but because of the run block. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, guys. I watched the uh, AFC Championship game a few weeks back, and one thing I really noticed was what really hurt the Titans was their double team of, of Kelsey. On a lot of plays, uh, I mentioned earlier the Sammy Watkins touchdown that put the Chiefs really up ahead. They double team Kelsey, and that leads to Watkins being able to slip out in the back for the long throw. Uh, the Titans really shut down Kelsey, and I, I honestly see the San Francisco 49ers they're going to do the same thing because I think they have a lot of confidence in their secondary to face off against the Chiefs' lethal wide receivers. Uh, you know, you got Richard Sherman 
and the boys back there. I, I think he's very. Uh, I think that they're really confident in those guys, so they're going to double team Kelsey. So I'm going to go with Kittle here. I think I think Kittle could have a type of performance that could be quiet for a while. But he could kind of pull what Rob Gronkowski did last year and was a little silent all game, but then made a very key, crucial play down the stretch that determined the winner of the game. Uh, I, I, I really, I, I think this is more me picking with my heart over my head because obviously Kelsey's in the more potent offense. But I, I'm seeing Kittle having the more memorable performance, really putting himself up there uh, in the conversation for number one tight end in the league when the Super Bowl's over. Drew, I, I don't think you're crazy. Because you're, you're, you're no, they're both really good, right? No, 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 I, I agree. Look, if I was back with the Niners, I would think that Kittle would, that would, be, Kittle would probably have the more third form of this game, whether it was a good catch, a big run block, that sealed the game with, with a, from, from Moser to Coleman to score a running touchdown. I don't, I don't think that's really that crazy. I mean, these are two guys that are, you know, we, we could fight for 1A, 1B. They're really, you know, depending on who you're talking to, who is the better player in football, I, this is these are two guys I was sitting in a room with all night long, with you know a couple of thirty racks of Bud Light, just have a good time. You know? <laughs> like these guys are just like you know just like such you know characters. You know they they, they yeah. you know, the tight end is football. They they're just characters. I love it. If John, you think Travis is gonna if he wins, do you think he's gonna pull a little bit of what Jason did with uh, the parade speech? Go crazy. He did it in the AFC Championship game. After they won, I think he's been, I think he's got something up his own sleeve. I think he's going to just separate himself from Jason Kelsey, and I think he's got something that we're all going to remember him by if he does, in fact, win the Super Bowl, which I hope he does. All right, well, we'll have to see. All right, so let's move on to the next rapid fire. Uh, number three, what's more likely, guys? We got two quarterbacks, two very different quarterbacks. So what do you see as a more likely situation? Jimmy G throws under 100 yards? Time, 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 time out, time out. Uh, I feel like maybe we should even ask this question because we're all picking the over, then obviously that we all do. <laughs> this is true. Jimmy G is going to have under 100 yards passing, right? Like, like, like there's, there's no way that any of us would think that. And if we did, we would sound stupid. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, we'll move I on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like, you know, this is... Yeah. That's but fair. I, it, I guess. I'm going to. Okay. Fine. Next question. That's fair. All right. So number four. <laughs> you just want to hijack my my questions, Chris? I'm the producer yeah. now. No, no, no. I totally get it. That makes sense. Um. All right. Then let's move on to this one. Which team has more pressure to win? Very simple. Which team has more to lose by losing this game? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Andy Reid. You know, his, his biggest flaw in his record is he hasn't been able to win this big game. You know, the Super Bowl, he's just a little over 40. You know, he'll have his chance to, to, to get there again if they were to lose this game. I think Andy Reid, you know, who knows how many years left he has coaching. This is probably going to be, I wouldn't say his best chance to win, but his best chance to maybe start a dynasty with the Patriots possibly fading. The pressure's on for the Kansas City Chiefs more than the 49ers. Uh, I completely agree, Chris. Uh, Andy Reid, he's getting up there in age as well. And. Patrick Mahomes, we don't know how good he's going to be for how long. I, I know he's only our age at, what, 24, 25 years old and maybe 23 years old. But he is the best quarterback right now. You mentioned it earlier with the Patriots fading. He had the easiest way to go to the Super Bowl than he's ever had, even including his times as an Eagles coach. And this is the time to win the Super Bowl. You have the better quarterback. You have the way better offense. You have more experience than Kyle Shanahan. This is the time to win the Super Bowl. And if he does lose this one, boy, that that's that's going to be tough to swallow. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Absol- absolutely. I, I'm going to go unanimous with this one and say the Chiefs as well. For a while, I've, I've been arguing the point with you guys. You know, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of weapons there, a lot of good players. You know, he's not the only guy on that offense, and he's just driving them down, up and down. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of good players same thing with Andy Reid, a lot of pressure on him. You know, he's been to to that many, you know, five NFC uh, championship games, right? Been to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Now he comes back, even better team, arguably. Uh, a lot more pressure mounting. I like how, um, I don't know which one of you pointed it out, but Mahomes had really an easy run. No Patriots, no Lamar and the Ravens. Uh, kind of a, a breeze walk up there, even though they had two leads to overcome. So, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs have a lot more pressure going down. 
All right, so we'll go to number five in the last rapid-fire question before we get into Chris's favorite topic, gambling. All right, guys, what's more likely, a blowout win or an overtime game? What, what, would you, what, what, what qualifies for a blowout win? How, how many points do you qualify uh, for a blowout win? Uh, third quarter, by the, by the third quarter, like mid- midway through or ten minutes to go, we're packing up. Everyone's bored. Everyone knows who's going to win. But like, what's what's the points? Like, 21. that's what I want to know. Twenty-one. Um, I, I think the Chiefs. If I had to make a bold prediction, my bold prediction would be they would win by you know two scores. But but twenty-one, it, it, it's a lot in the Super Bowl with two good teams. I would say I I could probably see an overtime game game more. That you know one team coming back in the final minutes, touchdown. We go to OT. Uh, more than twenty-one points differential in this game. Hmm. I'm gonna go with a blowout win as well. And I think it's going to be on the 49ers side. I just think that the Chiefs, the, the pre- like we mentioned earlier, the, the pressure is on them more than it is on the 49ers. The 49ers are just, all they have to do is just stick to their game. But I just think their defense is a lot better than the Chiefs' defense. A blowout game in the 49ers' favor is way more likely than in overtime. Mm. Yeah, I, I see a blowout very to, to be very likely, especially with how potent uh, these teams are and how they, they do their game. Uh, you look at the Niners, you could easily see a situation where the Niners get an, uh, a fumble recovery in the first drive, score, get a, the Chiefs have a three and out, then the Niners score again, then they're running the ball, then they just shove it down their throats, and like the Chiefs look, just look helpless. I could see it the other way, where the Niners' defense falls flat, and the Chiefs are just throwing for 15, 20 yards every play down the field, and they're just getting touchdown after touchdown and the Niners can't compete because they don't have the passing game. So I, I can see a blowout game a lot more likely than an overtime. I think one of these teams is going to be able to make a decisive stop slash drive uh, to finish off the game. All right, and so with our rapid-fire questions finished up, I, I want to move over to the, the, the betting aspect of things. Uh, first thing I, I kind of want to ask before we get into any of the numbers I have for you guys, I have prepared on the, uh, the Google Doc, Chris, what are you throwing down on this game? You got anything yet? Uh, you want to know what I'm throwing down on this game? <laughs> I apologize if I, you know, I sound a little bad right now because uh, I got to be on speakerphone for me to, to, to look at my my my, my bets. But I, I got a lot thrown down already on this game. Um, I haven't yet bet uh, anything to do with the the the, the spread, the over under. Um, I haven't touched that yet. I, I will touch that in, in the side of Kansas City. But right now, um, I got, you know, Kansas, uh, Travis Kelsey, touchdown anytime. Chiefs win plus 230, plus 100 Kelsey anytime, touchdown. Tyreek Hill plus 105 anytime, touchdown. Mahomes, uh, 20, 20 down plus 110 for MVP. And then this is one, guys, I know you're favoring the 49ers in this game, but this is a bet that I think I can get you guys behind. Um, right now, I, I got it the other day at plus 120. It's one that I kind of have been betting the last two weeks, and it's been hitting knock on wood. And it's a trend that I kind of think might continue. It's Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes in this game. It's now down to one, plus 108, so I would advise you, if you like it, to jump on it a little bit quicker. So yeah. before it goes down, he's thrown multiple, more than two touchdown passes five times in this season. He's also done it three out of four times in the postseason, too, as well. So, yeah. you know, you want to talk about trends in, in, in a big game. This is a trend that's been going well. You know, I'm kind of a guy where, you know, okay, it's been working well for me the last two weeks. I'm going to ride that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one that I, I would advise you to take. Even if you think the 49ers are going to win, I, I, you know, you still could see Mahomes throwing yeah. three touchdowns in, this, in yeah. this game. Yeah, Chris, honestly, I put, I put some money down in the AFC uh, championship game. And I was mostly going Titans, but the one lock-in bet I had was Patrick Mahomes to throw two touchdowns at plus 100. Fox bet had it boosted from, like, minus 200 to, like, plus 100. I wish I put everything on that bet, to be honest, because that was that was a breeze. 2.5, over 2.5 is a little bit more of a risk, but that, that might be a good yeah. one. Uh, and and, and I, I do wish I put a little more juice on it. I only put, like, 20, 20 bucks on it, but I wish I could put more, but... I, I'm putting my money in a lot of different places. It's kind of just where I'm, you know, doing ten to, to thirty bucks per, per per prop bet, you know. And you know, I, I, I see the Raheem Mostert to rush for two plus touchdowns, plus seven, plus seven thirty. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I hit that one last week with with uh, Tyree Field two plus touchdowns. 
didn't really have a great feel for that one this week, but I would probably – I think Kelsey might have the biggest game on the Chiefs offense. He's at plus 650 for that, for two-plus touchdowns. I'd probably put my money there. Another one that I kind of like, which is a little good value, Patty Mahomes plus 350 anytime uh, touchdown. So you have to score by a rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown. He's been running the ball a lot. You can also take his prop over 30.5 rushing yards. Uh, Damian yeah. Williams over 29.5 receiving yards. I kind of I like that one. Here's another one that I kind of like. With, you know, it's a, it's a bigger risk. I think it was plus 600 the other day or 500. For a 400-yard passer in this game, yes or no? I did see that. Who it, who it is, it's yes or no. I think I'm going to throw some money on that. I do think that there will be a 400-yard passer in this game. Could be Patrick Mahomes. Could be Jimmy G if they have a blowout like John expects. Or it could be both of them. So yeah, that's, that's another one. You know, in, in, in these games, you look for kind of good value. You know, I, I, I think you can spread your money in a lot of different ways, even if you're favoring one team. Say, I'm going to throw some props on some 49ers, you know, Kevin yeah. Bourne, you know, maybe, maybe Sam, uh, sorry, uh, Evo Samuel anytime touchdown, but props are a lot of fun during the, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You can focus on one game and really just pick the props that you like and just really let, you know, uh, $80, $100 go wild and you'll, you'll probably make some profit. Yeah. If you lose your straight bet, you might still come away with a profit. Uh, all right. John, John, I wanted to ask you, because Chris has got all these prop bets left and right. I'm thinking San Francisco plus one, 112 on the money line, and it, it could have shifted since then, but I think San Fran's going to take plus 100, something around that. Is that a good yeah. value? I might throw 50 on that. And since yeah. you're picking the Niners, you think that's good? Yeah, no, I, I think so too. Uh, I might. I put on 30 bucks on the Clemson game. I put Clemson money line, obviously I lost that, but – I might go ahead and put 50 bucks, maybe 75. Or you know what? For Kobe, I'm going to do 32, 24 plus eight. I'm, like, I'm going to do 32. Just do 81. Long. Just go 81. Why not? Or you know what? Yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go 81. $81 <laughs> on San Francisco money line. Yeah, that's... And you know what? I'm going to do another $81. Why not? It's gonna happen. You watch. Wow. Okay. See, I think that. You know what? I'm gonna go eighty-one dollars on over and under fifty-four and a half. (laughs) On the under, not not eighty-one. Actually, I'll I'll probably put twenty-four dollars on the over and under. (laughs) Guys, I I want to get your your opinion on a a, a couple. You know, before getting to Drew's prop up, there's a few that I'm kind of iffy about. I I, want to get your guys' opinion on them. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you, I know I mentioned, but what do you think about Damian Williams, you know, over 29 and a half receiving yards? I, uh, go ahead, John. Severely under. So, I'm sorry, yeah, severely under. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like betting on Damian Williams to receive. Like, I think that that's a very risky bet. I, I would be, like, on my – I would be chipping my nails, like, like hoping. I would bet the over on Damian Williams rushing yards. I think that's about 50.5. Oh. I'd bet that. But not the receiving. I, I wouldn't even bet anything on uh, Damian Williams just because I know Andy's going to be throwing the ball all over the frickin' field. <laughs> and the 49ers linebackers, they match up well against running backs. I don't think the 49ers linebackers are going to struggle with Damian Williams. No, it's if he got two. If he got two, he would. No, 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 I get it. But why is that number so low? One and a half. Because he could be a forgotten part of the offense. Oh my god! I might put a thousand dollars that he'll get more than one catch. Well, it's gotta be yeah, yeah. I don't know. I completely get it. I get it. I put a thousand dollars on that. I might put some money on that. And 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 right now, FanDuel is doing this promotion. I don't know if you use FanDuel, John. I don't know. I don't know who you use. No, honestly, I use my neighbor. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, FanDuel is running a promotion. You could do a same game parlay and uh, up to $25 back. So you could do like, you know, 49ers win, over point, uh, something for a touchdown. And if you if, if, if you lose, and they give you your money back. But, you know, it's, it's, 
pretty cool thing. I, 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 don't, I don't think your neighbor does that. You know, I don't think he runs promoting. <laughs> you don't know the app. My neighbor is a it's a betting app. It's, I guess you guys don't really. Oh. Know. oh okay. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. All right. It, it's fun. All right, then. Um, we kind of went over some of the props I was gonna put up. Uh, so I'll just give you one more prop, and then let's go to uh, the MVP odds. Uh, I-, I saw this prop. ESPN had this up the other day, uh, and it's Kyle Shanahan to blow a 28-3 th- lead at plus 10,000. Is that a worthwhile bet? Is that a value you might put a dollar down on? That's, that's, that's like... Hey, that's just giving money away. <laughs> I put $10 on it. Why not? Why not? I don't know. <laughs> Imagine that. Chris, Drew, $10, right? If you put $10 on $10,000 plus, Drew, well, well, you're the math whiz. Well, how much would I win? Uh, I think that's, I think you'd get 1000 There you go. For putting $10 down? Why not? Yep. So what? I just threw ten dollars <laughs> So what? Who cares? I'll sell some more Equinoxes, right? Exactly, exactly. Come on, man. <sighs> All right. Well, we're going to have to wrap up soon. Yeah, let's just let's go. You guys ready? Drew has to go. All right. All right, guys. So let's just wrap this up, talking a little bit of the MVP odds. I'm going to go down the list. Uh, you guys can give me your best values, what you might put your money down on. All right. So at the top, of course, Patrick Mahomes at plus 100. You got Jimmy G up next at plus 225. Raheem Mosher at plus 600. Kittles at 1600. Kelsey at 1800. Tyreek Hills at plus 2000. Then you start to get into the lower guys. Uh, Damian Williams plus 2500. Debo Samuel plus 3000. Emmanuel Sanders, which I, I doubt it, plus 3500. Uh, Boza's also th- plus 3500. And then Watkins and Coleman close it out with plus 4000. I mentioned earlier I thought Nick Bose is a pretty good value to put down on $10, whatever you want to do, John, uh, with that. Uh, so what do you guys think? What, where are you putting it down and why? Well, I'm going with Mahomes um, just because I obviously think the Chiefs are going to win. I already have, you know, $20 down on him at plus 105 to win the Super Bowl MVP. I think it is the most logical bet for me. I do think if the Chiefs win this game, as I expect, they're going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. I don't think the same way if the the, the Niners win, but, you know, that's my opinion. Um, plus 105. Maybe if I want to get a little crazy, I might throw, you know, 2 to $5 on Tyron Matthew to win the MVP just because, you know, maybe a close game, he gets the interception, he gets a forced fumble, maybe that gives him the edge. Likely no, but... You know, a plus six thousand, anything could happen. It's just all about you know putting two dollars on something crazy that might happen. Like we talked about it, when we get twenty-eight to relieve, maybe you throw two dollars out on that, and then somehow if that hits, you, you know you're up money on Google Bet. If that is the only one you hit, so um, you know if you want to kind of make some money, go for that. But I mean, if, you, if you're back in the Chiefs, go with Mahomes. If you're back in the Niners, you really can just get sexy with it if you're back in the Niners. Yeah, uh, I would go with. If you want my bold bet, I'm going to go with Debo Samuel at plus 3,000. I, I would put money on that. But if you want my regular bet, I'd put Jimmy G as the MVP just because I think it'll just be a, you know, a standard kick-ass game in my mind. And I think they'll always give it to the quarterback if they really don't have a single standout. So I think Jimmy G will get the MVP. But here's a question for you guys. How many times are they going to mention Kobe Bryant on the broadcast? Like if there's a if there is a line for that, I am betting the over, <laughs> no matter what the number is. Who is it? Is it is it Chris and Al? Who who does the Super Bowl? Is it Troy, Troy and Troy, it's Troy and Troy uh, Bucky, baby. Joe Buck, yeah, Joe Buck. Uh, Troy Joe, Joe Buck. You know, I think they'll kind of chill on it. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a tribute at some point or something, mm-hmm. and they'll probably talk about it pregame. But I think once there'll the game gets, be a tribute. 100%. I think once the game gets into it, uh, Joe and Troy are usually pretty good at staying. F- if it was like, if it was like Booger and Joe Tessator doing like the Kobe, <laughs> uh, they probably would mention it more than the game. For God's sakes, or like Adam <laughs> Booger would be like Kobe Bryant is dead, so now he can't attend the Super Bowl or something like that. There's something crazy. Oh. Wait, <laughs> wait, guys, I have an interesting bet that I just found. 
as like a uh. big player prop one. Uh. Okay, jersey number of the first touchdown scorer, right? That's over. Oh no, no, no! Over the number twenty-six and a half is plus one fifteen. Think about all the guys that could score a touchdown. I know. Okay, that would eliminate Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, but that would keep in play Damian. Well, no, Damian Williams would be out of it, but Mostert, yeah. Kelsey, uh, Kittle. Nah, I would. I would honestly take what, what the under or whatever. Yeah, I'd take the under, man. Really? Yeah, hmm. because. Nicole Hardman's number 17, Tyreek Hill's number 10, uh, Pringle is in the teens, Denard Robinson, he's number 19. All those receivers for the Chiefs are in the, in the teens. And, yeah, you're right. And I also put $5.130 that there would be a 200-yard passer. Let me ask you this one. Would you guys bet this one? I know we got to wrap up. I'm sorry, Drew. But no, no, no. No. Keep going. Both teams to score a touchdown on their opening drive plus 800. Ew, ew, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I, I, I like that for some that's, reason. That's, I don't know we why. think it's going to be over. We're, I like we don't it. think they're going to change the touchdowns. Do it, right? dude. I like it. That's not a uh, bad one. No, off, the, off of a two-week break in Miami, uh, very unpredictable. And I don't I, – I just don't. I don't see it. You're on a two-week break. Teams always start off slow. The Chiefs have been terrible. Like, in the beginning of games, all through the playoffs, you can't bet something like that. It's just irresponsible. The Niners are probably not going to put their full playbook out in the first drive. They're going to be acting all all fishy and try to keep their best plays for later in the game. I would not. I would stay away from that bet. Interesting. Interesting. I do not see that. I, I don't know. Maybe I watch too many Cowboys games. I'm just too used to, like, teams on the road, like, scoring field goals in the first quarter. But I... I it's 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 a no from me. Okay. All right, we'll see. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Chris, you mentioned it earlier. Raheem Mosier to rush for two plus touchdowns, plus 49ers win at 730. I, that's, I, if you're picking the Niners, that might be one that you ride with. Yeah, I got, I got Kelsey uh, touchdown and the Chiefs win. I want to do another one, but, like, here's here's my situation. I, 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 I told you guys I already have Hill anytime touchdown, so – you know, I could see them both scoring a touchdown, but then I'm just relying a lot on the Chiefs winning and Tyreek Hill to score a touchdown for me to win. You know, it, yeah. it's just, you know, at least this way, I could still win. If Kelsey scores a touchdown and Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown and the Chiefs win, I win all three of those prop bets. But say, if I put the Hill one down and the Chiefs lose, and I only win two of them, or maybe Hill doesn't score, you know, it kind of it kind of evens it out. It just sucks. But, you know, you got to just, like, focus in on one player that you really think is going to be good. Well, all right, guys, that about does it for our time on Philly versus the world. Thanks wow. for calling in, joining me, yeah. and doing this. Sounds good on on uh, podcast or whatever. 